Okay. So if you could, Mel, if you could maybe just talk a little bit about what happened, uh, how how the event with your son. And well, it was thirty-five years ago, August third. Uh huh. He was very very bright, twenty-six. He had picture was in the Sunday Times. He devised payroll systems for big companies. Yeah. One of his accounts was Mobile Oil. He had an appointment with the executive for Tuesday to renew the contract. And he got a call from the executive's secretary that he couldn't make it. Could he make it Wednesday? And he said yes. So it was in Manhattan up on Madison Avenue. And he got up there on Wednesday and he sat down in the waiting room to wait to be called to go in, and a woman walked in, left her pocketbook, a purse, on a chair in the waiting room, and ran out, and a bomb exploded, and he was killed. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Found it was the FALN, Puerto Rican group, terrorists. And they finally did get them. They had, and they had a few years, and then they were freed by Clinton when he left office. It was quite a tragedy, even more difficult because he was married to a beautiful young lady that was my oldest son's wife's sister. So we had two sisters and brothers and it was quite a tragedy. It takes time to set in. We lived in Florida and it was all in New York, of course. We flew up and after the week in New York we came back I cannot tell you what the funeral was like, yeah. like you see in the movies. Streets were blocked off for blocks because it was terrorists. All over television, all the newspaper, everything. We came back and the realization set in and it was very difficult. It was very difficult. But we worked it out. We said we'd have to keep going. So we started to do part-time work to keep busy. and. Try to move around. Luckily, I was only living in my apartment two years. We had the most, made the most wonderful friends. We all moved in at one time, and they didn't let us alone, so they helped us. And it's you're living here in Florida. Yeah. Then, right after, I had two grandsons. Each of my son had grandsons, and I had two names after him. So. It doesn't take the place, but it helps a little bit because it's the continuity of life going on. And it's, I made a life for myself. My husband passed away 11 years ago. But what about how you mentioned how you and your husband were like this and how... Well, these tragedies can sometimes break couples apart. Right. But he was even worse than me. And I made up my mind. What way? How was he worse than you? He, he started to cry every time. He, yeah. I covered pictures and everything, and he couldn't believe it. But he got himself into work, and that was the best cure. -all. How do you? Why do you think he was worse than you? I don't know. Maybe women can handle things better. Yeah, you think so? I, I think so. Uh, he just. I have to say this. I had three sons, and they're wonderful. Three wonderful men. Good husbands. Good fathers. Good son. But he was the apple of his eye. He was quite a guy. So 
made up our mind we have to keep going. My husband used to manufacture costume jewelry in New York, and big business all his life, and then sold out and retired. And we moved here, we started a little doing things. He wasn't one to just sit home. So what he did, we started to go to trade shows where we sold to hair salons. My husband started a fad of selling jewelry in beauty shops. And each state had a state annual show, trade show. So we started doing that. And it was a great thing. We would, every state except two. We made a trip out of it. We'd go a few days earlier or stay a few days later. And that helped us tremendously. What about, um, I've heard you mention this thing about telling other, um, other couples about cherishing every moment. Oh, I do that. Well, and do you think that was related to all that, that when you saw your son? No, no, that I just felt, I had 55 years of marriage. Yeah. And he was an unusual man. I mean, never asked me what anything cost, never looked at a checkbook. And as we got older, and you get closer and closer, his last three years were difficult. He was going downhill. And I had some help, I took care of him. Did things that I... Never even told my children, but I do all over again for my husband. He was a wonderful, wonderful man. Even at his funeral, the rabbi said he had to be a good man, had his mother-in-law living with him for 30 years, which is true. <laughs> and she used to say, be good to him, because you know, if he leaves, I go with him. He was in a, But we got closer and closer. The fact that we had the more time to spend together and I guess there's a certain inner feeling that you have. The reason then, the reason I tell everybody, because I was very lucky. He did well, we traveled almost all over the world. And what did it to me, one time we were sitting at a beach club where we had cabanas, and my husband says to me, let's plan a trip to Europe for the spring. So my mother said, how are you going to go leave three children, go to Europe, big, big deal, I was born there. A little lady sat next to us, my neighbor's mother, and she said, listen to me, darling, go, go when you can. I waited till my son graduated high school, and we went, I couldn't go out of the hotel, my feet were swollen, it was a, listen to me, go when you can. And that put a bug at us. And we started to, and we did travel. In the later years, when I had some friends that were going on a cruise, the last one, I, the last one I have a picture of, I couldn't, the next one, he was gone, and they want me to go with them. And I had no, no interest in going without him, whatever. But at my temple and in the building, people, were in awe of the way I conducted things. I became a Hadassah president, I'm in my 11th year, and did a lot of charity work, collecting food for the needy and delivering and all. And that did a lot for me. And that's how, one by one, I've got five different people, much younger than me, who've lost adult children, yeah. and not by illnesses, by tragedies, and. Oh, really? Like, the, yep. One in college, one in this, and things happen. 
Well, what, what do you think is different about the experience of having the, the tragedy versus the illness? Well, we they, they seem to cling to me because yeah. only if you've gone through it could you really understand it. Right. A young woman called, she's very well known, and I didn't know, I know her from Hadassah, but I didn't know she had had a tragedy just a few years before. Her daughter was driving on the University of Florida in Ga from Gainesville with another girl, had an automobile accident and she was killed. That's the type of tragedies right. I mean. And her husband didn't go out of the house for a year and she took a job just to get out of there. He luckily had a business where his partner took care of things. And she called me and said, I heard about you. And I, I said, look at you. I can't believe that you went through such tragedy. She said, I'm picking you up. We're going to lunch. I didn't know what she went. We went, she sat down, and she told me the story. So I said, you got to get him out. You got to get him out of the house. And I told her all kinds of little things that we discussed. and. She felt better, the fact that you got to do things while you can, but only do things that are pleasurable. That's one of your famous lines. Like well, it's so. the truth. Don't go with people that are obnoxious or yeah. depressing. Don't do it. Well, I gave her this story, and a few weeks later she called me up. She says, Millie, I got my husband to go back to work. I just got a call, and she was tearful. I couldn't imagine what happened. I just got a call from him from the office. He says, Laurie, call the travel agent. I'm taking you to uh, Aruba. Let's go next week. She said, it was your advice that helped us. And ever since then, she's been one of my mentors and all. And she told another girl whose son was killed at Tulane University a freaky aunt, and a man at my temple. Richard. Richard. Yeah. Another man whose son was shot. His son was Night a... Nightclub? His son was a university student, University of Miami, and he took a job on weekends to make some extra money. And the job was, he was taking care... There was a nightclub in Hallandale, and every week they had a star entertainer. What was it called? I don't remember, it's 30 some odd years, 20, 20 some odd years ago. And his job was to pick up the entertainer at the hotel and get to the place and then take her home back to the hotel. He came out when I was three o'clock in the morning and he was helping this young woman into the car and some three guys came out of the place, drunk as could be. One took out a gun and shot him in the back and killed him. He saved her life. Actually, this man, Richard, it was very big. His wife couldn't handle it. She died, I think, in four, late 40s or something. It was quite a story. My son was at the university the same, and he knew all about Bruce. it. Yeah, Bruce. So anyway, he heard. He says to me one Friday night at Temple, give me your home phone number. I want to call you. I want you to meet me for lunch Monday. He's a stockbroker, and he has an office in Aventure. I said, Richard, I have no money. I thought he was going to try to sell me stock. I said, no, no, no. Well, I got dressed up, and I went to meet him in this nice restaurant. I was very upset. 
I didn't meet anybody I knew. Here I am with a nice young younger man. Um, nobody sees me. <laughs> but anyway, that was his story. And he has goes with a group up in Fort Worth. It's it's something that nobody could understand unless you have been through it. Well, one of the things that you said say that I I uh, agree with about how when it's your pain, it's your pain that you uh, whatever. Oh, I always said yeah. you could cut your finger. Right. The other one can have brain surgery, but your pain is your right. pain. It's true. It's just true. Yeah. As much as you feel sorry for people, but this is why now I'm older and I uh, I realize that we I had a wonderful marriage with tragedies but there was a wonderful love affair with love my best word is respect even when my sons were getting married I would take the girl out for lunch I said we love you we welcome you in the family if you make my son happy we'll be happy just treat us with the respect we're entitled to. And Jeff, I want to tell you, my oldest son is married 40 years and Bruce 30-something. I never had one bad word with those daughter-in-laws. They love and respect me, I think, more than their own mothers. <laughs> I let them live their lives, I don't butt in at them. And that's my favorite word. You have to have respect for people. And if you'll never get respect if you don't show respect. So I'm alone now, and fortunately, I have all these good memories, and I don't want to go on a weekend or a cruise, because not without my husband, but even though I have a lot of good friends, I've done it. And that's why I keep telling everybody, do everything while you can. Not to wait till you can't walk, or you can't do this again. <laughs> and that's what happens. A lot You're of still walking. <laughs> I, I've done it all. I've done it. I've been all over. Uh, my love was Israel. I've been there a few times <clears throat> in different parts of Europe. But you have no idea. When I lost my son and we came back from New York, we had the morning up there, but down here all my friends kept coming. And when you go through something like this and people come to see you, you have no idea how many people have had tragedies. And there's a certain link. <coughs> so anyway, what what can I do for you? Can you stop a minute? I want to get a drink. Yeah, that's that's good. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Uh.